Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk Leadership podcast, the Culture Edit Reloaded. I'm Sandra Patel, founder and CEO of Transition Partners. This season, I'm flying solo as I sit down with international leaders to discuss their leadership journeys and how they have embedded a thriving and positive culture. Hello and welcome back to our Let's Talk Leadership podcast. My name is Sandra Patel and I'm delighted to be back here recording today. Would love to welcome our special guest today, Anthony Mayer, who is the VP of Engineering at GetSafe, who are a leading global digital insurance company. Welcome, Anthony. How are you doing today? Thanks for having me, Sandra. I'm doing well, thank you. How are you doing? Good. I'm very good, thank you. Um, despite the rain, because we've had had some nice weather recently, and then it's just started raining this afternoon. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm good otherwise. And you're based in. Berlin, aren't you? I'm based in Germany, um, more in the in the south, south, um, not not in Berlin. We have an office in Berlin as well, but actually our headquarters are in Heidelberg, and then here there. Okay, cool, fantastic. How's the weather going for you at the minute? Mixed. It's like one one hour it's sunny, and the next it's raining. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, fantastic. So, Anthony, I think initially it'd be really good if you could give us um, and our listeners and viewers a really quick whistle-stop tour of your background. So, like, how your journey started, where it all began, um, how, and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, well, let me let me jump way back. So, I'm, I'm actually mm-hmm. uh, half German, half American. Um, so okay. I'm originally from, from a small town here in Germany, that's where I live now, and, uh, but then uh, I grew up in the U.S. went to school and stuff, and then I went to the University of Washington um, in Seattle, and uh-huh. when I was, uh, grad- graduating there, I assumed, oh, I'll go work for like a Seattle company, one of the bigger ones, Microsoft, Amazon, something like that. Yeah. And I, uh, I, I luckily uh, had an opportunity to move to Silicon Valley and join a giant startup called Ning, uh, long defunct. Um, but, yeah. and that kind of started my, my, my startup journey. And I think, uh, it's been, it's been hard to look back. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you got a bit of a bug for startups after that then, did yeah, you? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, I was, uh, so I was there for a while and, and moved around for a few companies. I was at Yelp for a little while, which was mm-hmm. a growing process at the time. Um, and then also went and worked for, uh, a marketing tech company called Nextroll. Um, and that's where I also started my, my journey into, into engineering leadership um, mm-hmm. and moved into being an engineering manager. And I was, I was fortunate that the organization I was a part of kind of a growing business unit inside of the company and, and evolved very rapidly from, you know, myself and two other engineers. And after uh, just a couple of years, we had almost 30 people working um, yeah. in, in the area. And uh, I, I, I was a director there. And learned a lot about leadership <laughs> along the way, um, and then a couple of years ago, I had the opportunity um, to move over to GetSafe into the into the VP role. Mm-hmm. It was very exciting for me, um, and the team at the time was a, was a bit smaller, about 15 people when I joined, and over time we've grown the team. It's about uh, 35 now. That includes data as well, which, which reports to me. Wow. And, um, and yeah, and you know, I think I was definitely one of those people where years ago, earlier in my career, I said, "Oh, I, you know, leadership management—that's not—that's not for me." And yeah, um, it's been it's been a fun, fun evolution and journey 
and I, I've learned a lot along the way. And I, th- I, I love being an engineering leader now, and it's, it's uh, you know, um, and I love you know, joining conversations like this to, to talk about it. So. Yeah, fantastic, brilliant. Um, your passion and enthusiasm um, for what you do is already really coming across, which is which is fantastic, and I'm already really excited to to um, to hear more about it. So. It's a really challenging um, time as well, isn't it? At the minute, how um, obviously you've always worked, um, you've always worked in startup um, industries and in, in companies and in environments. It'd be really interesting, actually, to get your perspective on how things. As you've you've obviously started right, you know, at the bottom as uh, you know, in a, a technical sort of engineering role, right the way through up to VP leadership, senior leadership level. How? Um, how would you say things have evolved in the start way? Like, what what's the maybe not actually? It's probably not the right question that I want to ask. Is I, I, I'd love to to know more and tell our listeners more about given the current um, economic climate and the, the the situation that we have at the minute, the difference you're finding in the startup world in comparison to say maybe three four years ago. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's it's definitely been been a transition um you know i think um when when i joined get to about two and a half years ago you know the the hiring market was just just crazy and you know um at that time it was already in the middle of the pandemic and you know so remote had kind of been a thing but nobody knew hey are we all just going to stay remote or what's yeah, going to happen yeah. and and that was already of course a big big shift and then you know hiring being one of the main topics i deal with um and just the market evolving around it, right? And understanding, hey, what are consumer behaviors and habits and everything. Um, luckily, insurance doesn't change too much. Um, you know, it wasn't it wasn't impacted too much by the pandemic. Actually, we saw more people interested at the time. So, from a, from a company perspective, from every place, big thing was understanding how do we want to act as a team and everything, and how do we want to um, shape how we work together, right? How we hire. Mm-hmm. At the time, most of our hiring had been. Um, local um here in the area mm-hmm. and with remote work we kind of support and now we can you know we can hire people from anywhere in germany and you know we went through different phases obviously of lockdowns and different things and where we said okay this is going to be our policy around team events well we can't do team events now so we'll do some virtual events right and i think um that was a lot of it and i mean then coming out of that then you know we're in the current economic situation um i think we've seen obviously a big shift of startups, but I mean, really all companies focusing mm. a lot more on efficiency, right? And mm-hmm. I think for some companies that means, you know, layoffs first, you know, in areas where maybe they've chosen to invest and where it doesn't make sense right now. Um, for other companies, it means really taking a hard look at what is the business model? How, yeah. do, we, how do we take the right approach on it? And, um, and what does that mean? team or company set up and everything, right? Um, for me and, and for GetSafe, what it's meant is, you know, we, we did move to a fully hybrid model with the team set up and, and um, you know, with, uh, with the company. Uh, we'd luckily already kind of been on the efficiency train beforehand and we'd never done too much over hiring, which was, mm-hmm. um, it was always very purposeful hiring. That's mm-hmm. actually led us to the fortunate situation where we haven't um, had to do any layoffs, which has been, been well, you know, very positive. But we, of course, haven't grown as quickly as many years. Yeah. Um, yeah. Been, been thinking we would, you know, looking back a few years. Um, 
But I think it has allowed us to find the opportunities. Where do we invest in our core technologies? How do we make sure we're building up the team we have as strong as possible so mm-hmm. we can all work together and be as efficient and as effective as possible? I think overall, um, that that yields a lot of a lot of positive aspects in terms of making sure we've got the right people on the staff, making sure we're making yeah. the right technology investments, and making sure our product decisions align really well with our business model, but also with our customer needs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Fantastic. Brilliant. And that's, it sounds like you've been in a great position. And like you say, you know, although you may not have grown at the pace that you may, you know, other businesses and other startups have, but then you've been in a good, you know, in a lucky position where as a result of that, and as a result of already being efficient um, and effective that you, you haven't had to kind of look at the cost too much or um, downsize, um, which which is fantastic because obviously it's never it's nev- never a nice position to be in. Um, and we, we you touched a little bit then around um, you know the people and um, how you've kind of adapted over um, over the years and, and over time, having obviously been through COVID and now the current economic climate. I mean, it's kind of been one thing after another for us, really, hasn't it? Over the last three or four years. How would you say over that time your culture um, has evolved? Like, have you had any um, specific challenges when you've tried to cultivate that culture? And, and what do you think, from your experiences, is worth sharing with with our listeners and viewers? Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely definitely been a challenge. I mean, I touched on, on aspects of it earlier, right? But I think one of the big things is how do we how do we spend time together as a team? Like, you know, the social yeah. I think that's been one of the biggest, the biggest challenges. Um, and now we're in a setup where we have um, kind of two main offices in, in Heidelberg and Berlin, and our team mm-hmm. kind of split up, and I think we're all in right? So, um, where what used to happen is everybody was in the same area, so having a physical event was easy. We tried virtual events, which worked for certain things, but you know, it's a lot better when we can get people together in person. So, we tried to, as a company and as a team, make sure we're planning those events. To get together and, and do um, something like a hackathon or do a workshop and, and um, do things or you know, just get together as a team and have some fun. Um, and that, that's really important that it becomes, um, you have to kind of do it much more purposefully, right? Because it can't happen yeah. naturally. Um, and that's definitely been a challenge. Um, I think we're in an okay place, but it's still something where you know, we, need to, we need to continue um, improving and, and making mm-hmm. it the right thing that works for a variety of people as well, right? Um, so I think that's that's one aspect. And I think the other aspect is just the team itself. When I when I joined, the focus was a bit more on you know, growing the team as quickly as possible. And one of the first things I did um, was bringing in um, a nearshoring team, uh, actually based largely largely in, in Ukraine mm-hmm. and, uh, and Eastern Europe, and that helped us grow the team quickly. Um, and achieve certain things, and with a lot of people being remote at the time, it was fine. Um, but we realized over time that that comes with the challenges. Plus, you know, once the war started, that didn't make things easier. And mm. we actually made the decision at the beginning of this year to get rid of those contractors and focus on the, the internal side, right? So that yeah. we yeah. on a cohesive culture and strength of the team itself. But it was a great, it was a great bridge to get us to where we are now. Um, but it was something that kind of as these things happened um, were, were really important. And, you know, I think evolutions like that 
need to continue, they always need to happen, or it's always important to look at, hey, what's the, what's the thing set up and how it makes it yeah. yeah, yeah. No, and there's definitely benefits of, of doing that. And as you've highlighted, you know, it worked for you at the time, and for a period of time, it gave you that. Um, bridge that gap but it, it does often those models do often affect the culture that you're trying to cultivate as well doesn't it so it's a bit of a double-edged sword that one sometimes and it's, it's difficult to get right um fantastic and what would you say your um obviously we've touched a little bit around team building um, and things that you've done um, in the past to kind of cultivate that culture and get the teams closer, people closer together on that same journey and, and page. Um, what's your approach to development, like development of your people, career development within Get Safe? Yeah, I mean, this is something we're, we're very purposeful about and that's something that, that Get Safe, I think, is doing fairly well for a long time. Um, we have, you know, we've had uh, biannual kind of review and goal cycles mm -hmm. for a long time and making sure that everyone on the team has has a clear development path and, and clear goals. Um, yeah. And that's something we keep track of and, you know, we, ch we check in with people and make sure we're having regular feedback talks. But it makes it very clear for everyone involved, like, hey, okay, there's a, there's a journey here. We're going to keep growing together. Um, and what does that look like, right? You know, be it um, soft skills, be it you know, technical skills, whatever it is, um, making sure we have uh, that really clearly clearly set up and we provide a learning budget for people on the team to use to and do things up and grow. But we also, um, one of the things that's most important for me mm -hmm. as, a, as a manager is, is making sure I'm finding the opportunities within the projects we're doing every single day for people to go in the areas they're doing, right? If somebody says, hey, I'm I have this opportunity to go deeper in this technology, then okay, let's see how can we shift that person around to make sure they can, you know, take on a use React Native, take on a React Native. Project. Yeah, well, that's good. That's that's fantastic. That that's really good because it's it prevents the um, it just gives that variety, doesn't it? And um, and then you're obviously working on their individual development as well. Um, that's yeah. that's really refreshing to hear. Um, and what um obviously you've been in the industry for some for some time now um and um you know you've got to, to a certain level where obviously you're at VP um level now which is fantastic. What would you say from within from over those years, what would you say your best bit of career advice um is that you'd want to share with our listeners? Yeah, it's a, it's interesting. Um I mean I think I think one of the biggest things is you know, especially coming from the technical perspective mm. is really, to an extent it seems obvious, but I think for a lot of engineers it's, it's very difficult, technically it's difficult to think about what the business and the product need, not just what we need from a technical perspective, right? Yeah. I think that's been, I've always been very passionate about product as well, so it's, it's come relatively easy for me, but I think, you know, making sure that we're, you know, technical people are coming with creative solutions, but solutions that are really focused on, on the problem the, the business needs to solve. And I think yeah. if you yeah. do that, you'll naturally have opportunities to go deeper into the problems and, and grow in different ways, whether you choose to stay on a technical path and take on different and more complex projects or move more into a management path and, and get a little closer to the business side of things. Yeah. Um, is that, would you say, because you've done that, um, I mean, obviously, that's your that's your best bit of career advice, which is um, which to me I, th I think is very valuable. And having been in the industry 
um, myself for some years and I can understand and see how that um, you know going down that route and path would really help escalate um, one's career and um, would you say that that's probably one of the key things that you've done very well throughout your career and why you've been able to kind of keep going up through that career ladder I definitely think so right it's, it's helped me be I, I mean partially it's it's something I like I said I do a little bit naturally it's it's intentional mm -hmm. as well and I think it helps you know again get close to all, all often the interesting parts of, of what's going on in the company right if yeah you to those, those business needs and it's it's you know brought me opportunities I mentioned earlier my previous company next role um, you know, we had this business unit that was growing right, and that's a problem I was very excited about and I got involved with, and then naturally we needed somebody to, to lead those efforts and then yeah. kind of my leadership. But I think it's something that can work um, at all sorts of levels to help involve. But yeah, it's definitely something that's, that's helped me. Yeah, yeah, cool, fantastic. How would you describe your um, leadership style? That's an interesting one. I think, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's mixed. It's um, you know I think I I try to kind of pay broad attention to what's going on, but I also mm -hmm. try to stay uh, and I dive into random problems, but I, I try to stay hand off, hands off and, and give people the space. Right. The way yeah. I describe it also to, to managers, for instance, is you know I I, I want to. I want to make sure everyone on my team has a clear understanding of kind of what their what their parameters are, what kind of the borders of what they're just allowed to do without additional approval or anything like that, right? And mm -hmm. give them the opportunities to run with it, right? And as they as they show that they're able to take on bigger and bigger challenges, give them that room, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, I still like to check in and make sure things are going well, but you know, definitely not someone who tries to micromanage and say yeah. exactly this way. But you know, I, I do I do like to you know nerd out on a lot of the technical problems occasionally. I'll dive into a conversation um, and give my opinion. But I also try to make sure to say, hey, okay, you know, you're the experts. You're the ones really dealing with this. Mm. Decide how you want to tackle it. This is these are just my thoughts. So yeah, that's kind of the balance I I've tried to take. It's hard finding that balance sometimes, though, isn't it? Because I try and do that as well with my like direct team. So I kind of like give my opinion and my view, but then I try and say, and it's not something that I used to do very well or do a lot of, and I'm trying to do a lot more of it now where I kind of like say, well, you know, these are just my thoughts and my opinions on the situation. However, ultimately, they're your people, they're your team, and um, I trust that you will do the right thing for you, for, for you the, t the person and the business um you know and now i'll leave you to it sort of thing i try and but it's it's hard because i don't know if you're anything like me like i've come up through that you know i'm at a, um, a more senior leadership level now as well but i can still do the doing i can still yeah. be hands-on and sometimes you miss it yeah and it's hard because you can find yourself getting a bit excited, can't you? And getting back into the Absolutely. detail. And you've got to keep trying to remind yourself, get out of the details. Just Absolutely. like... One of, one of the pieces of advice I actually give my managers, right? Yeah. Or, or, you know, someone struggling with this is try to work as much as possible through questions, right? Because I think one of one one thing that often happens, right, is mm. there's a little bit of this... A, there's an excitement, but there's also a little bit of this fear of letting go. Or that's yeah, yeah. 
you know, and, well, I can, I just know, I know how to solve it, so let me, let me jump in and do it. I think if you set up some guiding questions for the, the leader of the team yeah. to answer, and it's their responsibility to have the answers for those questions, but to give you the confidence that they're, they're taking the right approach. But, and this is the hard part, you also have to be willing and ready that when they come back and, and have a good answer, but maybe not what you would have done mm-hmm. <laughs> to let them yeah. I think that can often be the hardest part, but I mean, yeah. ultimately, they've got the answers to the questions you ask, and, and they've got a solid plan. And then, you know, it's important to let them let them run with it. Mm, yeah, no, absolutely. And do you think that your would you say that your leadership style differs depending on the level of person? Like, because we talked a bit about micromanagement and not micromanaging. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and the reason I asked this is I had a conversation earlier today actually with um, a delivery director um, for a global credit um, organisation that we work with, um, and um, and she's obviously at a di- director level being micromanaged from a I think someone at VP level um, and being micromanaged, and we were just having a conversation around. Um, you know, there is actually, I believe, we believe, a time and a place for that to an extent, depending on the level. So, for example, you know, someone who is relatively junior and just stepping into um, the industry potentially may need that, depending on their style and their, their, their profile as well. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think... I think kind of what I described can be applied at every level, just the the, the, the specification of it needs to change a little bit, right? So if yeah. you're a very junior person, you need to give a very small, you know, room to run in, right? Until they've yeah. shown that they're able to do that successfully. But I do think it's important to give them that. Now, of course, there are times where it's like, hey, we're on a deadline. I know exactly what to do. Just go do this, this, and this. Yeah. Um, but... I, I think that should be a real exception, not the norm. And I think even in those cases, it's important that after the fact, right, um, that person gets the context on why those approaches were taken, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, sometimes in the moment when someone's urgent, it's just the right thing to jump in and say, do it this way. But like I said, it should be definitely the exception, not the rule. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And I think there's there's a lot of room for adaptation depending on the person, isn't there, in the situation. Yeah. Um, but they need to have space to grow, and I think that that's one of the hardest challenges, and I've seen yeah. that with managers too, where because, of, because they're trying to stay so hands-on and they're trying to stay on and, uh, involved and make sure it's being done correctly, then what happens is, is they don't give that junior person mm. space space to go and flourish and that either you you know that either leaves that people hey this person isn't you know growing out of this junior position what's going on Mm -hmm. the manager isn't happy or Mm -hmm. at least the the more junior person eventually leaves and and try try something else yeah yeah no absolutely agree um cool and what um i mean obviously leadership is so so important um uh, you know and it's everything that we do around kind of leadership there's different styles um, cultivates the right culture um, and success and productivity from our teams. What would you say the most important important lesson is that you've learned like over the years? Like I know we talked about the best bit of advice, but lesson. So where 
um, you know, you may not have done things in the right way, but you've yeah. learned from it and, you know. A absolutely. I mean, I think it's, it's, it's not a secret, right? But the communication is, is absolutely critical. Yeah. And I think it's something where uh, I still sometimes struggle and I need to stop and think, but I think one of the most specific aspects is um, thinking about what you're trying to communicate from the perspective of who you're communicating to. Right? Yeah. A lot of, you know, a lot of technical people are going to be able to say like, okay, well, I can dumb down the technical language or whatever so that they can understand what I'm talking about. But that's not even quite what I mean. It's really about like, what's relevant to that other person? Like, what's mm -hmm. the information that will help them do their job that will answer the questions they've got? And I think that's something where um, I struggled with it more earlier in my career. And, you know, earlier, you know, as a leader, something I've definitely gotten better at, but I still sometimes, you know, need to stop and reflect and say, wait, okay, hold on, let me change change what I'm telling this person or how I'm telling something to this person. So that it's yeah. really, um, you know, and again, it's not about shaping the message. It's really about helping them to, to get what they need out of it so that they can do their job. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think communications is one that does come up quite regularly, actually. Um, from all the people that I've interviewed and had on this podcast, it does come up quite regularly. And it's, it's a tough one to... I think that, I mean, in general, I think, um, you know, we continuously have to develop and work on ourselves and, and look for improvements. Communication's always one that's up there. Um, it's quite a tough one to, to get it right every time. Um, and we've all, we've also, we've all, all, all had these points as well where um, it, keeping our people particularly during difficult, tough times, or even, um, you know, or even uh, impact of anything that's going on for um, them outside of work in their personal life, etc. It can be really difficult at times to keep our people motivated. How do you keep your people motivated? And have you got any hidden secrets that you can share? <laughs> I don't know if I have any hidden secrets. <laughs> my... my... My focus tends to be on transparency and ownership, right? Again, communication being the key, right? Yeah. We understand what are we doing and why we're doing it, and how can they be the best part of that, right? I think a lot of people are looking for, you know, the reason they work at startups and, and scale-ups and things is they're looking to have a big impact, right? They don't want yeah. to be anonymous in a huge company, right? So giving them those opportunities to, to understand what um, what the impact is of the thing they're working on is, but also mm -hmm. giving them opportunities to take on new kinds of challenges. Um, but, you know, I think some fun and other things are, um, like I've already mentioned, you know, team events and, and things, and, you know, we've, we've done hackathons. Um, mm -hmm. You know, that's that's always a fun way. But then workshops, too, we've, we've done, right? I think things like that always help. Um, but those are kind of the things, you can't do those things every day, right? Yeah, yeah. I think... Um, you know, clear communication, transparency is, is you know, and, and just, you know, respecting, respecting the people on the team is one of the best things you can do. Mm -hmm. Motivated and engaged, even when, you know, things aren't easy, right? I think it's especially, right, if you try to sugarcoat things too much, then, you know, they, they'll either feel like they're being disingenuous or when something bad happens, they'll be totally shocked and, and they'll feel that they've done Right? And if, um, you know, you can be open and honest with them, you can work with them to take on 
the big challenges, and I think it makes people feel, feel more appreciated and, and um, like they're part of the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Um, fantastic. And l lastly, and I think this is quite a a, a big one. Where um, you know, I know, I know, certainly it's something that I've always struggled with. But again, it's something that it's a topic that comes up time and time again. Um, is imposter syndrome. Um, what are your thoughts on imposter syndrome? Like, um, you know, I guess from. I guess from um, I'm asking this for sort of from personally, but also, have you experienced um, imposter syndrome with your leaders, with your direct team, and how you've helped them um, tackle imposter syndrome? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's obviously it's a very real problem, and it's it's definitely something I've I've felt and faced myself as well. Mm. Uh, you know, I think it's, it can be a challenge at all levels. Um, but you know, for, for myself and, and for, for my, my manager, it's a lot of what I try to focus on is, you know, a taking it. You know, when you when you have those moments, where it's like, yeah, I, I don't know if I should be here. You know, what am I doing, right? Um, you know, taking a second, stepping back, breathing. It's not a second; it's a good day, but whatever. Yeah. Taking that moment. Um, thinking about it and then remembering or reminding them, right, there's a, there's a reason you're in this world, right? And it doesn't mean you're the absolute best person to solve every single mm -hmm. problem, but there's a reason you're here. And the best thing you can do for yourself and for the company and for everybody is focus on the things you can, you can deal with, be honest mm -hmm. about it and bring support, and, you know, work on improving the things you need to improve, right? I mean, I think it doesn't solve the problem, right? That doesn't make it go away. But I think mm -hmm. it be a lot more manageable. I think I think the reality though is oftentimes it's gonna be something that's gonna come in phases and waves where, you know, maybe you really feel it, then you kinda of come out of it and you take on new challenges or and then it'll come back, right? And I think learning to to accept it, embrace it as much as possible is probably yeah. the way to, best way to deal with it because um, it's not going to be, there's not going to be that moment where you're like, oh, now I know everything and I, I definitely should be here, right? Mm. You probably the next challenge you've taken on at that point. Yeah, I agree. I don't think you're ever going to have, you know, it's not something that kind of just, it, it comes and goes, doesn't it? It's not something that's kind of going to come and then not return again. Um, you know, it's, and I think it's only, it's a human natural behavior, isn't it? Um, and reaction. So it's just how, do we support people and ourselves and what we do for ourselves to ensure that um, it has minimal impact because it's not very nice, is it, when you do feel like that? Um, but it is, um, yeah, yeah. Um, fantastic, brilliant. Um, is there anything before we, um, yeah, before we kind of um, close this off? Um, it's been interesting. It's been really um, interesting discussion and I'm really pleased that we had you, um, you know, we, we managed to get this recording in. But is there anything that anything else that you would like to share? Um, you know, any bits of advice, any tips, um, any recommendations around um, courses, books, anything like that, that that's helped you along your journey and along your, you know, to get you to where you are today that you think will be useful to share? Yeah, interesting. I mean, I think probably the biggest thing is, right, um, you know, as a as leader, maybe as an aspiring leader, right, think about yeah. what it is you want, what are the problems that interest you, what are the things that motivate you every day, mm -hmm. and 
figure out how you can be a part of Pac-Man Web, right? I think one of the biggest things I see a lot, especially from younger engineers and stuff, say, well, I want to be a manager, right? And it's like, well, why do you want to be a manager? Oh, because I want more authority. It's the next step, right? And, you know, which I think is often not the right reason. Yeah, yeah. Management. And I think a lot of those people I've worked with over the time said, okay, let's stop. Let's think about what are the things that we see. Oh, you want access to more information. You want to be a part of the decision making. You want to lead projects. Great, we can find all of those opportunities, right? But that doesn't necessarily mean management is the right place. Mm-hmm. Maybe technical leadership is more of the right thing. Um, and I think that's that's one of the biggest things, and I think it's something that can be looked at at all levels. Right? And it's something I try to reflect on too. What is it that I want out of yeah. my career? What are the challenges I want to take on, and what helps me? Mm-hmm. That's really interesting because I don't think many people often stop and reflect and think about, well, what do I want to, you know, I might say that I want that next job or level or or title. What do I want to achieve from that? Why do I want that? And which you've just, you know, you've just then, so it's really valuable. That's really good advice is that. Um, Fantastic. Well, thank you very, very much for sharing your valuable um, experience and um, thoughts with us. Really appreciate that. If um, any of our viewers and listeners want to get in touch, oft, quite often you'll find that people will reach out to you. Usually it's LinkedIn, but is there any, do you have like a preferred method of contact? Or? LinkedIn is definitely a great way to get a hold of me. Please feel free to connect, shoot me a message. Um, yeah. And, you know, I just want to say thank you very much for having me on. It's been, been a great conversation. Cool. Fantastic. Brilliant. Yeah, it's been brilliant. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Take Bye. care. Bye. Thanks for listening to our latest Let's Talk Leadership, the Culture Reddit Reloaded podcast. If you are a leader interested in being on the hot seat, contact me via LinkedIn. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Take care and see you all soon.